You are listening to Walking with Whitney, a podcast for your spiritual and mental health. Be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Walking with Whitney and share this podcast with someone you know. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, hey, guys, what's up? It's Whitney and here at Walking with Whitney. I'm super excited to talk to you guys today about something that has really been coming up in my spirit. And you know how I do. If I get some wisdom, I share it with you. So there has been this saying that I have caught myself saying, I have heard other people say, and I was in the Holy Spirit really convicted me the other day and was like, that is just not right. So I don't know if you've ever heard anybody say, or you yourself has said, you better be happy that I know Jesus. <laughs> you know, you know when somebody's working your nerves, getting on your nerves, somebody's being mean to you and short with you or whatever, and you're like, ooh, you better be happy that I know Jesus. So, yes, it is a good thing <laughs> that you chose not to lash out, but in the same regard... I'm here to challenge you today and tell you that you better be happy that you know Jesus because there's countless stories of people allowing other people to get the best of them and truly coming outside of their character and regretting it sometimes for a lifetime. I mean, how many times has someone tested you or did something to you and you came outside of your character and you look back and you're just like, man, I really wish that I didn't do that. And if you are saved and the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you, that conviction is going to kick in very quickly. (laughs) Because the thing is, is that within the moment, you had Holy Spirit telling you, don't say anything to them. Allow them to get that. So I know like it's just it's so unpopular and my friend just posted this um, thing today and it really it made me it sparked my energy to really get on here and talk about this podcast. She was saying that in today's society, it's so normal, the statement of matching people's energy and it's matching energy is not Christian at all. It is not godly to match people's energy. It it's actually God says do the opposite so it actually says in Matthew 5 38 42 through 42 well within that scripture in scriptures is talking about I know you guys have heard like turn the other cheek and you know if some if someone slaps you offer them the other right so, you know, we live inside. You don't you don't necessarily have to get, offer someone your other cheek to slap, but you can walk away. So in Matthew 5, 38 through 42, and this is the message version. I really like the message version. Sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes it's not. Um, you do have to do some research to make sure that it's accurate. Um, you can also you can study in your blue letter Bible and kind of go back and look certain words up in the Hebrew and the Greek to make sure it's accurate. But uh, Matthew 5, 38 through 42 in the message version says, Here's another old saying that deserves a second look. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Hello, matching energy, right? Is that going to get us anywhere? Here's what I I propose. Don't hit back at all. If someone strikes you, stand there and take it. If someone drags you into court and sues you for your shirt, for the shirt off your back, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it and if someone takes unfair advantage of you use the occasion to practice the servant life no more tit for tat stuff 
live generously. That scripture is saying, hello, matching energy is not Christ-like. Tit for tat is not Christ-like. What does that really get us in? Like from my perspective, it gets you in a spiraling circle where you're not really in control of yourself anymore. That person, which really the enemy, the devil, who is the author of confusion, is using that person to get at you. So while you're distracted and focused on getting that person back, you're no longer accomplishing God's purpose for you, for your life. Because I know, and I know if you sat down, you really thought about it, you know your purpose in life has nothing to do with getting someone back. Your purpose in life has nothing to do with matching someone's energy. That's taking away stuff that you could be doing for the kingdom of God. That's taking away from being a light. I, I mean, you know, there's there. I mean, I'm sure you could find like media stories and different things where people have stolen things from people and they've come back and they've forgiven that person and even sewn into that person's life. Now, I'm not saying it's right. Nobody is saying that it's right for someone to mistreat you or for someone um, to, um, you know, steal from you or any of that. No, uh, clearly the Bible talks about that stuff not being right. But what I'm trying to do is help you become free from the bondage that the enemy is trying to get you trapped in, right? So let's take let's talk a little bit about anger because anger is a true form of a, a part of life, right? Like somebody's going to do something to you and you're going to get angry, right? Like like that's a natural human response. In Ephesians 4, 26 through 27 in the message version, it says, go ahead, be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge and don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry and don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Literally anger and staying angry and staying in that cycle of revenge. Imagine the devil having a hold of your foot, holding on to you and everywhere you go in life, he has a foothold. So you're not able to run and jump and truly prosper and be who God has called you to be. You are being held in bondage because you are in this silly cycle of revenge of I'm going to get that person back. And it doesn't have to be just one person. It could be a daily thing like bet, like I'm a matchless person's energy everywhere that I go. Do you know how much freedom? Oh, this is a personal testimony. Do you know how much freedom that I found in being nice and being like, regardless of how people are, I'm going to be nice. And it's not for the people. It's to it's honoring God because I'm going to be who God created me to be. Like God didn't create you to go tit for tat for people. God didn't create you. For the devil to have a foothold on your life and for you to not be who he, he called you to be a light. He called Christians to be salt in the earth. He called us to be the change. My husband says that we are the solution. He calls us to be the solution to the world's problems. How can you be a solution if you allow the enemy to, to catch you up and you match an energy? <laughs> it can't happen, right? So let me tell y'all something. God is who he says he is he does not change he is the same person as he was yesterday today and forevermore he's not flaky like people he is the same so let me tell you something sowing and reaping is real deal like i know the the world got these different phrases and stuff where they talk about you know what i'm saying like uh karma and all that let me tell you something 
It was in the Bible before. You reap what you sow. It's been a principle of this world. Galatians 6, 7 through 9 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth that, shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall also reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall reap of the spirit, which is an everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season, season, we shall reap a harvest if we faint not. Like God is telling you, and I've been, I've been talking about reap, sowing and reaping in, in a different, in different podcast and maybe a couple of them actually like, this is not a game. So love, so love, you get back love. So patience, you get back patience. So long suffering, that's what comes back to you. Please believe that God is not playing. So you separate yourself. If I was you get as far away from the foolishness of someone else that someone else got going on in their life, get away from that because you don't want to be attached to that. You don't want to be attached to that because whatever is going to come to them is coming to them because you reap what you sow. So if you out here reaping anger and corruption and bitterness, you see it all the time in people's lives who's who you look at their life and and um someone crossed them when they were like you know in their 20s you know whether it was a spouse who left a wayward child or or someone that their parent who just hurt them so bad and they carried that hurt for the rest of their life their life looks that way doesn't it that bitterness it 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 starts to fester in their life and and their whole life looks that way right and you don't want to be around those people you don't want to spend time with those people right so let me tell you something. So people can come and people like the enemies, like one thing we got to do, we got to realize that this is a spiritual battle. This isn't even a humanly fleshly battle. I mean, this is, this is, this is a spiritual battle. So when people are, you having a wonderful day, it's not by coincidence that somebody comes out the woodworks and does something crazy to you that makes you want to cuss them out. Like that's not by coincidence. That's the enemy. And he knows you very well. He knows your triggers better than you know your triggers. So when somebody comes and triggers you, please, like, how much can it help you grow if you're able to identify the enemy over the person? If you're able to identify that this is a plan of distraction from the enemy to get me out of being who God has called me to be, how much further along would you be? See, because we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are spiritual beings before anything else. We just got on these earth suits for a little while. So if you understand this is a spiritual journey, and when the enemy comes, you recognize him, that he's here to steal, kill, and destroy, and things that come from God, God brings good. The enemy brings suffering. The enemy brings a chaos, right? So when you recognize this, remember this quote, don't wrestle with pigs. You both get filthy and the pig likes it. The pig likes it. And that's not to call a person a pig, but sometimes those spiritual battles are pig like, right? That's the end. The enemy is definitely a pig. Don't wrestle with the enemy because the enemy don't lay down and get dirty with people who are coming to just poke right? Don't do that because they're going to like it. And you're going to be the person you're going to get up filthy and be like, dang, 
I could have avoided an offense. It is a mark of honor to avoid an offense. The Bible says it. Mark of honor to avoid an offense. It's a mark of honor when you choose to walk away. It's a mark of honor when you choose to close your mouth and not say something smart back. Meekness is strength under control. It doesn't make you weak. See, the world has got you tricked. (laughs) The world got you thinking that you need to be like these reality TV stars, right? On the real housewives and all this other stuff where people are going back and forth. And the person who who pops off the best is the one who really won. But I'm going to tell you what, that doesn't feel good. Maybe in the moment, maybe in the moment, but that doesn't feel good. You're not honoring God. The Bible talks about a man who studies God's word is blessed and blessed transform. Blessed, blessed are those who meditate on God's word, right? Blessed translates to happy. Happy is the person who meditates on God's word and does the word. That person is happy. Not the people who do the opposite. I guarantee you it may be a temporary joy. See, but the enemy has has a way of making you feel good, (laughs) making your flesh feel good in the moment, right? And then turn around and have you depressed later. Turn around and having you full of sorrow. So I'm just, I just want to encourage you guys today. Instead of saying, they better be happy that I know Jesus. Say to yourself, I'm so happy that I know Jesus. Because when the tape is played out, you will be glad that you chose to go with God and not your flesh. All right, guys, today, that's the end of the podcast. I hope you guys liked it. Be sure to share and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Get your girl some numbers out here. Get some followers. You know what I'm saying? On Instagram and Facebook. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day and God bless you. listening to Walking with Whitney, a podcast for your motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, 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 guys. I am so excited to be here with you today. I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. I've been busy being a mom and a wife and a student. But today, I'm excited about today's message. And I really hope this encourages you guys just depending on what season you're going in I mean we're all always going through some type of season right and I just hope that this truly encourages you in the season that you are in I actually ended up teaching this lesson to my children at Bible study the other evening and it really stood out to me and God said in my spirit hey this is a message I want you to share with uh, your podcast audience and you know me I'm gonna be obedient and listen to God and I don't ever come to you guys with any trash I always make sure that it's spirit-led so here you go <laughs> so today I want to talk to you guys about embracing the process everybody say it with me embrace the process yes so Man, like, I don't know what season you guys are in. You know, some of you are probably in school. Some of you are 
working some of you may be stay-at-home moms some of you may be deployed overseas you know you have all different types of things but you know if you are a believer and even if you aren't you have a pro you have a purpose in life and we are all always going through some type of process and, and you know the process is it depends on you know what season of life you're going in like I said and sometimes certain processes are harder than others right so today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Joseph. I don't know if you guys remember Joseph in the Bible. It depends on probably if you, if you studied the Bible or not. But I'm not. I'm going to give you the abbreviated version because I don't want to keep you too long. And also I am, I don't know if I would say myself as a theologian, but either way, it's the abbreviated version and it's not going to be perfect. But this story, you know, when I was thinking of who can I think of in the Bible who had to truly embrace a process? And I mean, there's a number of people, right? I mean, we could even go to Jesus and the process from, you know, when he was born all the way to when he was crucified and, and resurrected. But I really like the story of Joseph and I'm sure a lot of people have heard it before and it is definitely encouraging, right? So Joseph was a son of Jacob Um Jacob had 12 sons, but he happened to love Jacob the most, which which doesn't seem right, doesn't seem fair, right? You know, you have shouldn't have a favorite, but <laughs> Jacob did. And Joseph was Jacob's favorite, so much so that he gave Jacob a coat of many colors. I mean, it was a really special coat. Nobody else had the coat, you know. He was he was flaunting it, you know. He definitely wasn't only taking it out on the weekends. <laughs> Joseph wore his coat all the time and he was very proud. God also gave Joseph a dream. And anytime God gave Joseph a dream, he felt the need to share it with his brothers. And his brothers were already jealous of him because he was his father's favorite. So Joseph shared a dream with his brothers. And and to just sum it up a little bit, the dream was basically saying that Joseph was going to be the head of them. And they didn't like it. They were like, who does Joseph think he is? You know, like he already is is our father's favorite. And now he's out here trying to, you know, son us basically, (laughs) you know, in, in, um, modern day terms, right? He's trying to son us. And so, and so the brothers decide, you know what, we're going to devise a plan and we are going to get rid of Joseph. So the brothers plan to actually take Joseph out and murder him. And one of the brothers is like, no, no, no. I guess he got a little bit of a conscience, right? And he said, no, let's not murder Joseph. Let's just throw him in a pit and um, leave him. And so they threw Joseph in the pit and um, someone came along, a slave trader, I would, I would assume, or buyer or whatever, came along and found Joseph and... Um, took him into slavery and sold him and he sold him to Potiphar. So Joseph was sold into into slavery and he was sold to Potiphar and through the process of being with Potiphar he elevated himself to to the head of Potiphar's house. But while he was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife was like, "Oh, Joseph, you kind of fine." So she had tried to sleep with Joseph, but Joseph was a godly man and a man of honor, and he told her no, and so she lied on him and said that he tried to rape her, and so then Joseph, you know, got thrown in prison, 
And, you know, all you theologians out there, if I get the story wrong a little bit, you'll get the gist, right? So thrown into prison. And while he's in prison, he excels. Even in prison. Even in prison, he excels. And um, he actually... Um, you know, it's basically free to walk around the prison. He's, he's trusted. And, um, he, while he's in prison, he meets a, another prisoner who was thrown in prison. I believe he was the chef. Um, and he tells, you know, the, the chef has a dream and Joseph tells him, okay, you're going to be restored back, um, in the palace in, in, in Pharaoh's good graces. And so basically the dream comes true. And so when it's time, um, the, the Pharaoh has a dream and the, sh- the chef who's the, or the cook that's been restored back into the good graces, um, eventually, cause at first he does not remember Joseph cause he told Joseph, I'll remember you and, you know, do my best to get you free. But he doesn't at first, but eventually he does tell, you know, the Pharaoh, Hey, you know, this guy can interpret your dream. So fast forward, he interprets Pharaoh's dream and ultimately there's going to be a famine in the land and his brothers who did not have food come to him to get food. And ultimately he gives them food and he forgives his brothers. Okay, that's that's the abridged version, right? But what I want to bring to your attention is that all through the process Jacob I'm sorry Joseph remembered God's promise not only did he remember God's promise but he embraced the process through the promise so wherever Joseph was he excelled can you imagine being in prison and finding a way to excel that seems miserable right but yet we're out here in the world and we may be in school or on a job and we are miserable and not trying to find a way to excel and embrace the process joseph at any time could have quit at any time, he could have said, forget this process, forget all this. I don't care what God promised me. I'm going to be miserable and I'm going to hate it here. <laughs> right? He could have, I'm going to hate it here. People are lying on me. I, I just, I don't feel good. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Can we speak to the fact that like being in a process is uncomfortable at times? And it's so easy in the process to lose faith and forget what God has promised you in the process because you're uncomfortable. Because all our senses are telling us that this is hard and I don't like it and I should quit. Not to mention what the enemy sends you whether it's people to discourage you or just your thought process right I want to tell you I want to talk about embracing critiques in the process right because you know you could have people along the way who are telling you what you could do better 
whether it's a professor or a boss or a mentor. And it can be easy to to dismiss that and just get offended, right? But a part of embracing the process is learning to grow and get better and truly embracing the critiques, embracing that and figuring out ways to become better. See, the ultimate goal, like when we leave here, right, this earth suit, this body, this flesh that gets anxious, that loses faith really quickly, that that part of us is going to dissipate. And what will remain is our spirit man. And right now, what you are doing with the inside of you is choosing to build your faith or not. The Bible says, do not grow weary in well-doing for in due season, you shall reap a harvest if you faint not. See, there's, there, there is a promise attached to that scripture. Don't grow weary. Don't quit. Don't faint. Embrace the process. Why? Because in due season, if I don't quit, God promised me a harvest. God promised me that he would come through. God's promises will be manifested. See, because I noticed something recently about marriage, right? I noticed that marriage goes through seasons, right? You may have a honeymoon season. You may have a season that's really tough. You may have a season that's hard on finances. You may have a season where it's hard for you to communicate. It may, you may have a season where you have to still learn each other. You may have a season where sex is not, you know, the most important thing or, or whatever, right? You may have a season where both parties are stressed and trying to embrace the process, right? But God's word is true even in your marriage, right? God's word is true that there is a promise attached to not quitting. See, because if you focus just on the season that you're in that is hard, then it's easy to quit. See, the Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. See, it's easy on the other side, on the flip side, right? To be like, oh yeah, I get it. I totally understand what God was doing there. I mean, look look at me now. But what about when you don't understand? That's why God said, do not lean on your own understanding because you don't, you don't understand everything. My thoughts, my ways are higher than yours. He knows what's on the other side. He knows the promise. He knows that if you keep sowing seeds, that the manifestation is going to happen. See, it's not your job to worry about the end result. It's your job to worry about planting the seeds. Right? In due season... You will reap a harvest. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Well-doing. Don't skip that part. 
Because, I mean, there's a harvest. Honestly, there's a harvest attached to doing. You reap what you sow, right? But in well-doing, that means you grinding. That means you're doing something that is good. Well, good, right? Like, so if you're in the gym and it sucks right now, it's hard, Embrace the process as long as you know that you are planting the right seeds. And as long as you know that you are doing well. Embrace the process. Joseph embraced the process when his brothers hated him. Joseph embraced the process when he was sold into slavery and he decided to be the best slave that he could possibly be. He embraced the process when he was in prison. He embraced the process when the chef forgot about him. He embraced the process when his brothers came to him. See, Joseph remembered that in the dream, God showed him that he would be the head and not the tail. And that is the promise that God has given all believers, that you will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. That's the promise that God has given you. But we... We quit before we reach the finish line. Sometimes we don't even realize that the finish line is right around the corner. Embrace the process. Find a way to embrace the the stuff that, that sucks. Find a way to not be rushing through to get to the next thing because guess what that lesson's going to come right back around for you to learn and have to grow from it ask yourself what is it that god is trying to show me right now is it that i need to become more humble do i have a pride issue what is it that god is trying to show me Is he trying to show me that I quit when things get hard? That show that's a lack of faith. Because faith says no matter what my senses tell me, I'm going to keep going. Because I trust God. I trust God. I trust that God will bring me out of this. I trust that God It has a reason behind this process. I trust that if I don't grow weary in this season, that I keep doing good, that there's a promise attached to that. There's a promise. And stand on that promise. Remind yourself. Self, don't grow weary. In doing good, in due season, I will reap a harvest if I faint not. Remind yourself that you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. That you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. Remind yourself that. If you have to tell yourself that every day, find find the good. Try and find the good even when it feels like there isn't any. Look for God. Look for God. Allow God to embrace you in this season. 
Allow God to wrap his arms around you and remind you how much you are loved, even when it doesn't feel like it. Ask God. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. Be sure to like and share and subscribe to my podcast. I'm sure there's someone that you know, that you love, that could benefit from hearing today's message. Have a blessed day and a wonderful week. God bless you.